0: Welcome to the Grace Fellowship Church of a podcast. Our desire is to help you grow in your journey with Jesus, no matter where you are. For more information, please check out our website at www.gfchurch.net. It's a pleasure to really be able to be here and spend some time with you. One of the real joys and blessings that I've had uh, uh, in more recent years, since uh, our son uh, Dan has taken a uh, pastorate here, and that is the fellowship. And uh, we come out several times, like on Wednesday night, for the prayer uh, time downstairs. And it's been a real delight and a blessing with us on it, and I appreciate it so much. Well, uh, I was asked to uh, share something wherever the Lord would have in my own heart uh, with uh, you all this morning, so I'll do that. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, this is the time where we want to look at your word. We thank you for what you've done to reveal yourself through the scriptures. And I thank you that now as we have an opportunity to take a look at it, you'll guide us in our thoughts. May they be honorable and pleasing to you. May each person be here, be edified, built up in her faith, and encouraged to be more and more like Jesus. And this we ask in the name of Christ, amen. Okay, now if I can get this uh, working here, and I think I can, yes, good. Okay, Um, there was a young uh, woman at my wife's home church, Jan was her name, Jane Kaiser. And uh, she would play the organ in the church, But beyond planning organ, she had her own job and she was a hair stylist, you know, taking care of all these women that came in and so on like that. But there was one woman who would come in uh, on various occasions to have her uh, hair taken. And uh, lo and behold, Jan began to talk to her more and more. Her name was Jean. And in the course of conversation, uh, hey, Jesus came uh, in the topic and as a result, Jean came to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus. She was not a saved individual before, but with what she had heard from the hairstylist, she took home, shared it with her husband, and as a result, he turned to Jesus Christ as well. What an awesome blessing it was. As a result, they went on, this couple, uh, Bill and Jean Martin, they went on to Bible Institute up, I think it was in New York. After they got up there, Spent some time studying, what, two, three years, whatever. And they, lo and behold, they went on to Brazil as missionaries. And they began to serve there uh, for just a period of time. They came home on furlough, and guess what? They came over to a, uh, an apartment where my wife and I were staying in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, up in the uh, Darby area. And as a result of that, the Lord laid it upon our hearts also to go to Brazil. Now, you're probably saying, wait a minute. Uh, What's all this about? Well, it comes back to this whole thing of a call ministry that the Lord laid upon hearts of individuals. And that, uh, I'll start off, there are different kinds. If it's going to work here. Huh. It's not moving. Let me try it again. No? Oh, there it is. Now it's coming. Okay. Now, the first thing, and you all are aware of this, and that would be that uh, God calls some believers in Christ, what, to vocational ministry. And for example, there are evangelists, there are pastors, uh, missionaries themselves, and their whole time is consumed up with various kinds of ministry, and you're familiar with it, are you not? Uh, But however, they're not the only ones. Of course, you could find them, as I point on this uh, slide there, and that is the apostles themselves. Their lives were totally consumed with preaching Christ, making Christ known, building up churches and the like. And phenomenal things had taken place. But that's not the only one. It wasn't limited at that. Oop. I'm having a little bit of time here. There it goes. Okay, there's another one. And that is, God likewise calls some individuals, note this, to a bivocational ministry. Now, hey, that's not that they're going to be pastors or evangelists per se, uh, but hey, they got a job. How many of you have done any carpentry? Any, uh, in a couple of hands. Any of you done anything in uh, bricklaying? Any farmers here? Former, uh, no. Oh boy, we could go on all different kinds of professions and alike. Uh, hey, hey, but at the same time, they're believers in Christ, and just like uh, Jan, the woman I uh, shared with you, she shared in, uh, uh, with this other woman who became a believer in Christ. Now, she would have been bivocational. And God used her in a tremendous way. So there are two, two different kinds. And every one of you sitting here fall in these categories here. If God has not uh, laid you to be a pastor, not given you an opportunity to be an evangelist and so on, That doesn't mean you're not in a ministry by any means. You can serve your God, which is what ministry is all about. And how do you do it? Hey, uh, through your business, through your job, your contact with various people on that line. We always want to keep that. I listed uh, there for Priscilla and Aquila in the Scriptures as an illustration of it as well. Now, I come uh, to another. Here it is. All right, would you read this all with me together in the red? Every believer immediate missionary for Christ. Now my wife's former uh, pastor up in Philadelphia years and years and years ago, he's with the Lord now, but he used to really let this out across uh, his uh, church. Every believer. How many of you are believers in Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. All right, now you can identify with this phrase. Take note, every believer is an immediate what? Missionary for Christ. Missionary is simply one who has been sent. Now, the point is said here, and that is that, hey, you're a missionary. Why? Because the Lord has sent you, sent me. He sent us everywhere and whatever. Why? That is to share our faith in Jesus Christ with others. Are you understanding that well? It's important to really grasp that, especially as we get into our study in just a moment here. So, okay, I'm... Being a little slow here for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm still, oh, there it is. Okay, now, uh, now we uh, have this uh, statement here. If you've been called in a ministry, and the scriptures point out we all have a uh, ministry on it, then uh, man, how am I going to do it? How do I know what to do? How can I take care of it? And I put this phrase up here and it is Jesus began his ministry. Where do we find that? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and what's the other book? John. All right, we have here what Jesus had done when he began his ministry here on earth. And when he did that, oh, there was more to it than that. And I put that, hmm, Boy. Okay, here we are. Um, What a better way to understand the ministry. If we don't know what to do in our own ministry, and God's given you a ministry, he's given uh, me a ministry and all, given us a ministry, uh, follow Jesus' example. What did he do in uh, uh, carrying out uh, ministry? Well, I'm going to uh, run uh, through that. Mm. Boy, I'm having some real problems with this for some, now it's all, okay, I guess it's uh, coming up here. All right, so, uh, Uh, I put up here, Jesus announced his early ministry. Now this is telling basically why he came. I am come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now we know that, for example, we go back to John 3, 16, and I know most of you are familiar with that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, all right. Jesus is now offering life to mankind. That's why he came, and the verse verifies, uh, verifies that. Now, having uh, said that then, uh, it goes even a little bit farther. After Jesus, and you can get this uh, uh, in Matthew chapter uh, 4 and the last couple verses, Jesus called his 12 disciples together. He had called them together. Um, likewise, Jesus had been baptized just before that, And even something even before uh, uh, that, he had been tempted by the devil in the wilderness. That's all in uh, the early chapters of Matthew. But now he's moving ahead, and now Jesus is calling his men together, the few that he called, just a few disciples, plus there were crowds of other people nearby. And with that now, he's got a message to share to them. And with that, uh, what is it? So with that, With a multitude nearby, as I said just a moment ago, he starts off and he says, blessed are. Blessed? Blessed what? Well, here, I'll put him up here if it'll come up. Maybe I I need to just set this aside. Um, For some reason, I'm having problems and it's not working well. I don't know. I'm hitting a button, right? Oh, one came up, yeah. If you look at uh, in your Bible to Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five, real quickly uh, on that. And um, you'll see where I'm going. Matthew chapter five, and uh, we'll begin here with our verse uh, three. Blessed are the what? Poor in spirit, you got it on there. There's another blessed then in verse four. Blessed are those, what? That mourn. Those who are uh, downhearted, that would be those uh, that um, are poor in spirit. And then those uh, who mourn, they're down in the dumps. Have you ever been that way? Have any of you felt that way before? And I see a couple of heads, yeah, you're being honest. The rest of you, you don't know what to say about that. But no, it didn't stay, uh, stop there. Verse 5 of Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the meek. And uh, you also note uh, verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. 7, blessed are the merciful. And then uh, verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart. And then uh, you'll take note verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers. Now, boy, that's a lot of things. People have really been blessed in Jesus' day. He's blessed a lot of them. But along with that, I, I put a whole list of them that I had on here. And, um, yeah, it's coming up. But for some, uh, huh? You can just advance it back there. You just say next. Oh, okay. Uh, next. Okay. Yeah, now here's the last part. and I, That's what I'll do. I'll say next then. Okay. The term blessed. Did you realize what it means? It means Happy. Happy. Look. The poor in spirit, when I'm down in the dumps and I don't feel like I have a drive or anything like that and I'm gonna be happy, look at another one there. And those that mourn, weep, crying, they're down in the dumps. Have you ever felt like you were happy doing that? Why, when do you do it? When things don't seem to be going right. You're down in the dumps and we could go on. Look at that last one there. And uh, blessed are those who are persecuted. Can you imagine what in, the Lord, uh, what in the world is the Lord really doing? What's he uh, saying on all this? So we'll take it uh, to the next uh, jump here. He describes his followers now uh, on uh, each one uh, that I have here. Okay, yeah. Now, happy, huh, while struggling with hardships and, oh boy, opposition, happy, Happy under those conditions? That's hard to be happy. How do I stay up on top of everything along that line? So let's look at another one. Blessed are you uh, when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. Now you'll notice it's right in my text here, Matthew chapter 5, verse 11. Oh, that seems incredible. How in the world could I do it? So we look at another slide here. And here we come again. Take note, how in the world can we, you and I, how can we be happy in such difficult times? Now let me ask, are we living in difficult times? Yes or no? All right, so I'm getting a little response out of that. Good. We are living in tough times. Have you listened to the news this morning? Oh, and all that Israel's going through right now. Horrible things. There's a lot of other things that are going on. Uh, in the last month, two months, horrible things. All right, and we're supposed to be happy during this time. We're supposed to be followers of Christ. We're doing what God wants us to do and everything is horrible. How can I do that? So we'll look at the next uh, uh, point in my slide. There are real benefits and uh, uh, there's a list that I make here that we will follow in through yeah, we get him down here already. Take note, this is the text that we have here. And we are heirs of the kingdom of God. Well, another one, we will be comforted. We will be filled. That is, and I put there that we will, we will be satisfied. When everything is going wrong and I'm gonna be satisfied, how can I be? We will obtain mercy. We shall see God. We will be called His sons. Hey, it's a lot of encouragement It's not that we have uh, arrived yet, but the day is coming when yes, it will improve. Now, how many of you have ever had uh, to go to a hospital, you've had to have surgery? Would you raise your hands? And the hands are going up all over. Was it very pleasant for you to go through the surgery? They bring you from the operating room back to a room where you'll be staying until you leave the hospital. You you were operated, so you should be, great. So you leave from the operating room and go right on home, and everything's fine. No way, it's not the way it works. You know it doesn't. Uh, You feel lousy still, but nevertheless, you know the problem has been taken care of, and you're going to start improving more and more. And in our Christian life, it's the same thing. Things are really tough at times. Oh, boy, why do we keep on pressing on? Why don't we just give up? Don't give up. Hey, the blessing is ahead. And here is just a list of what our Lord has given to us in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, uh, all of that. So we'll move from that then to the next slide that we have here. And I take it from the Apostle John. Take note uh, closely what he says. Now, he is an apostle, a servant of God. And uh, here he says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. That's right, that's what he said. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out uh, into our our hearts uh, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. All right, now uh, that's something to kind of keep in mind. So we'll move to the next slide here and take note of what we have. There's a positive side that's coming in. We may be going through some difficult times in life and God didn't promise everything is gonna be fine and dandy. Everything's gonna be super duper, no. What he did say that he would be with us as we go through a lot of those difficulties and in those struggles and so on That, But take note and I put it in a summary fashion here in a slide. Having become the kind of person that we are, we should be God-fearing people. We have a love for the Lord, a passion for Him. Now, because that's what we are, the Lord has converted us and made us of His own. Now take note, He then reveals a tremendous ministry that He's given to every one of us, every one of us, not just a few, not just the professionals or what we call the pastors and the evangelists, the missionaries and so on, but to every one of us who are believers in Jesus Christ. And what is that tremendous ministry? That's what we're going to look at if we'll move the slide next to another one. There are two ways it comes. And here it is. Oh, boy. Have any of you ever seen salt? How many of you have bought any salt? Why did you go buy salt? Jesus said, you are Salt. What did he mean by that? I'm looking at my own skin. I'm not white. I've lit. but I don't taste salty. Uh, what did Jesus mean by that? Well, we come up with a lot of other different terms uh, quite often um, in our own uh, language along that. For example, and I, I just jotted a few of them down here. For uh, some of you men, you met your wife or wives, whatever, uh, on that, and you'll take note. Oh, sweetie pie. Or you may have come up with the other one. Hey, how many of you um, wives, how many of you called your husbands, honey, honey, would you raise your hand? There's a few hands going up here and there. Oh, come on. Your hubby is not honey, he's not sweet. Did you try to lick at him? No. That's totally different on that. Uh, what it is, it's a term when he says, you are the salt of the earth. He's carrying a concept of what we should be like, and here's what it is. And I'll put that on the screen likewise. There are three things a list. It creates thirst. It uh, enhances uh, flavor, and uh, it delays uh, the spread of corruption. Now, you would probably recognize all that. Um, how many of you, uh, for example, uh, you've had some? Uh, can I say potato chips without salt on? Did you enjoy it? That's kind of bland. Hey, give me something that's got a little salt on it. You're eating a good meal. Your wives have made you uh, a nice meal, but hey, what do you do? You pick up the salt shaker. Why? Weren't you satisfied the way she made it? Because there's something about salt we like. Are you with? Now keep in mind, Jesus says you are salt. What? It creates a thirst. What? People are gonna like me. Be drawn to me. They'll desire me. Uh, it uh, enhances. F- How? And so on. And keep on going on that. It's a lot more, but. Uh, We gotta wrap this part up here. There's another saying, if you, there. Each of these uh, traits describe the believer's responsibility during his or her time on earth. We have a responsibility. We are gonna be like salt. Our lives would be like salt where it could have a big influence on others uh, by what they desire, what they like, uh, such as uh, I have listed there before. I go to the other uh, uh, slide there uh, and I wanted I, to bring this up because I was raised out in farm country and I do remember that uh, around Thanksgiving every year, my uh, grandfather, grandmother, they would invite us and other family members get together. Why? Because it was a time to butcher pigs. They raised pigs and I remember we would kill maybe two, three pigs at the time. We, and I got the picture on there. And boy, what did we do? Well, back in those days earlier, we didn't have all the nice refrigeration and so on, you know, to keep uh, the the meat well. So what we did, and I put it a little bit on there, we put salt on uh, the meat that we got from these pigs. Some of you may be familiar with some of that, some of you older folk especially. And uh, with that then, putting salt, we would put it in an old smokehouse it reserved the salt, or the, um, uh, the meat, I should say. And uh, with that, uh, whenever my mom would need uh, any meat, she'd say, Don, go down to the smokehouse, get us this piece of meat or whatever. So I go down and I get it, and she would fix it for a meal or something like that. Again, that's more the idea that's carried up here. So carry that thought over to salt that we have. Let's uh, move on to the next slide there. The disciples of uh, uh, Jesus... Many of them were well familiar with what it was to go fishing. And you can well imagine, Matthew, Andrew, James, and somebody else, John. They were all fishermen. They were fishing when Jesus first called them to follow after him. And all of them were familiar with fishing. It was very important. But I put this on as an addition to the thought here. Fish are uh, caught... uh, they uh, need to be preserved. Those fishermen would go out on the sea. They would be out there for, let's say, four or five days a week or whatever before they'd ever get back on shore. Well, by that time, any of the fish that they had caught, uh, they'll go bad. Uh, why? Because they didn't have a refrigerator uh, on the uh, boat or where they were. They didn't even have them in those days. So what would they do? They put salt on it to preserve it and kept it. So that finally when they get back to town, they would be able to take all these fish that had been salted, take them down to the market and people would buy the fish and prepare for their own meals uh, online. And that's exactly what the whole thought uh, was on this. Now having said that, in like manner, uh, the believer in Christ is to serve as salt. We are to have some kind of an influence on other individuals, preserving others. Now take note. Uh, what in your life, and I guess this more personal, but really give some serious thought as to uh, your own life. What in your life would cause other people to thirst or crave for what you have in Christ? Now think that thing through. Is there something that you would do that people see and say, that's exactly what I want. That's the idea of being salt of the earth. Now, I hope you never forget that. It's extremely important. We move on to the next slide. Salt um, permanently changes the flavor of food. Just as the influence of godly people. Hey, we can have an influence on our neighbors, people down the street, anybody that we meet with on the job. The point is, the main point is that we, as Christians, serve with a godly purpose uh, in the world uh, simply by living out what we believe in Christ before other people. You're leaving an impact. And just going back to uh, Jan, the woman I introduced uh, my uh, message here this morning uh, to y'all. But Jan, she was just taking care of women uh, and getting their hair all fixed up and everything but she used that as a means of outreach. As a result, another couple came to Jesus Christ. And you can have that same impact, the same way, in whatever ability has God uh, given you. But keep in mind, you are the salt of the earth. Who? Who? You. Did any other, uh, what's that? What are the letters? Y-O-U, what do they represent? How many of you ever taken English first grade? You, right? You, and I'll include myself in this case, we're the ones that carry that message. Let's move on. Then with that, Jesus also has another thing to point in mind. Not only are we salt of the earth, but then Jesus in his earthly ministry had said, I am the light of the world. But Jesus wasn't gonna be here all that long. He was only here, what, 30, 33 years, uh, more or less, most uh, Bible teachers would say. But then after that, hey, there's no more uh, light around. Oh, yes, there is. And Jesus made the statement, you are the light of the world. Those of us who have put our faith and trust in Christ, not only we just salt, but now we're also the light of the world. We have the light that literally can transform lives Turn them around. It's important that people be exposed to that light. Now, if you'll change this slide, there's another point I bring out here, and I think that's extremely important. Take note. The sun. Have any of you seen the sun this week? Uh, Some of you are just sitting there. Uh, Have you been awake all this week? Have you seen the sun? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, the sun, it's it's there, that's for sure. Hey, and it's bright. However, there's something else about the sun. The sun provides light to the universe. It's not just to the world, it's to the universe itself. And note, so that the moon provides light to the world. The moon, how? The moon is not like the sun. It reflects the sun, the light of the sun is seen on the moon. And every night that we look around and we see the moon coming up, hey, there's the moon, but yeah, there's the light of the sun. Now the idea of the comparison would be therefore, that hey, we are therefore um, like what Jesus said, we are the sun, we are the light. And our lives should so reflect and have a big impact on other individuals. So I put here, this is the way that Jesus Uh, will be seen today. Through what? Through us in such a dark, dark world that we live in. Any of you watch the news often on TV? A couple of hands here and there. Hey, it gives a good picture of what a world we're living in. It's not all that pleasant. And this morning when I saw that one thing about Israel, 600, yeah, 600 Jewish people were killed and other places, all the other stuff that's been going on, uh, it's horrible. That's a world we're living in. But remember, those of us who are believers, we should be reflecting hope because it's in Jesus. Now let's move on on the slide there on that. And this will give you an illustration as we draw uh, to a close of what i got. What kind of a light are you? Jesus said, we are the light of the earth. All right, if that be the case, what kind of a light? And I know having worked with Indians while we were in Brazil, there are different kinds of lights. There were times, for example, that uh, we'd have to go to the bathroom after dark, when the sun's gone. Bathroom? We didn't have a bathroom out in the Indian village. We had a toilet out back. Yeah, so hey, if we had to go to the bathroom, what do I do? Also, I'd take a flashlight. I could take a a candlestick or whatever, but anyway, and I'd make my way out to the uh, toilet, and when I'm finishing the toilet, then I come on back with a flashlight. Hey, that's all I had. There was no other type of light I could use. In the house, which is a thatch, a roof, and so on that, and uh, I I put a little bit uh, along that line, and that is, uh, hey, we did have what uh, would be like a uh, kerosene lamp. And I got a picture of that on the screen, uh, which you can look at a little bit. Hey, it it worked out. It was enough light that would provide for like a small room and uh, uh, so on. That was fine, but it didn't light the house up at all in its entirety. So with that then, uh, more convenience and more like what we got today, power light, electric light, oh man, you can light up the whole house if you want to. In fact, you can have lights on the outside and uh, it helps a lot of things. And Jesus was saying here, we are the light of the world. How are people going to come to a knowledge of Christ? How will they know biblical truth unless, take note on this, unless they see Jesus through us. So I put the statement on there. What kind of light are we? None of us have literally seen Jesus and that's true. None of us have seen Jesus, but take note. But he can be seen, how? Anybody? Through us. us. That should not be forgotten. And as we exemplify the likeness of the Lord Jesus, they then can be enlightened and understand their own spiritual condition. So we vary in the amount of light that we provide. And then uh, with this drawing to uh, the end of our study here, uh, let's the next slide uh, on that. Okay, and I simply put, uh, and I'll make a, a big question here in the middle. I'll skip over the first part. What in your life causes others to thirst or desire, to crave, which is what salt would do. What would cause us to crave for what you are or have as a believer in Jesus Christ? Is there something that would cause you to desire more and more? to see people to Christ. Why would people wanna come and get to know you? Would it be because, hey, you have the truth, you have the word of God, you can pass it on to them. The point is, we are the salt of the earth, we're the light of the world. We never wanna forget that. So with the last slide then uh, on that, can we uh, jump? Yeah, here we are. Avowed a lifestyle, that I put, all you are familiar, and I'd like all of us to read this together in the red. Everybody? Let's go. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's the whole point of what I was sharing this morning. With what the Lord has done to transform our lives, in spite of difficulties and all the struggles in life, we can show forth the likeness of Jesus Christ in a marvelous way. Now, how can we do that? By being salt of the earth creating flavor, something that the people would crave and desire, and it also be like we would be light of the world. We can show the path to life eternal in Jesus Christ. So I, I share this with you this morning, trusting that you take it seriously. It can make a big difference in your community, in your home, yea, even in your church. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Well, Lord, I thank you for the word of God which you've given to us. I thank you, Lord, for the blessing that it is to get to know your word. And I ask now your direction, your blessing upon us as we meditate upon your word, truths, and then to apply your truth to everyday life. We love your you, God. May we be the kind of people you want us to be till the day you call us home. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can send your prayer requests into prayer at gfchurch.net and we will pray for you. If you like this message, don't forget to subscribe on the podcast app, Google or Spotify. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to seeing you next week.